Hello everyone. Hello again everyone. It is Friday the 10th of March 2023 at 23.13.40 and this is an episode of Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction Fantasy and Horror Podcast, episode 477. Let us start with the revisit journal and some excuses. I'm sorry I was away for so long. It has been actually more than a month. That is almost unprecedented for a number of years when it has been at least one episode or more randomly released a week. What was my excuse? Well, it's fairly simple. I was sulking. <laughs> I was lurking inside my Vimana, which is like a flying castle from Hindu mythology. If you think TARDIS is a good? Pfft. Okay, I do hate letting side down, but listener interaction plummeted. And. Correspondingly, so did my motivation for doing a podcast. There are also financial and health issues that made me very tired and stressed, and it all combined to gum up the works at Castle Royenstein. Royenstein. Even my triumphant return to podcasting that was supposed to be taped yesterday. Right at the last moment, it all went horribly wrong. That's the fates for you, if you're into Greek mythology. And Mum had a really nasty abscess, and her sciatica was playing up, so I had to take her and then collect her many, many hours later from what the local hospital laughingly, actually hilariously, though unironically, call their urgent care centre. If you're in the UK, you'll have similar complaints. As well as all this, well, there's just so much going on. The studio was and is in chaos. It is dirty. It is untidy. It is... okay. It was dirty. It is a lot cleaner now, but the cleaning has only just begun. I've cleaned the monitor, the TV, the desk, the cabling. I've hoovered most of this room, but it could still do with some more hoovering. And there are papers strewn everywhere. And it's been that way with the papers at least for months. That's what happens when you're buried in red tape. You just end up drowning in kipple. And as if that isn't enough, I absolutely definitely still need a new computer, a new mixer. I've sold my old Yamaha MG06. 
And by the way, if you want a bargain, I will make my eBay... Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I don't have a shop on eBay, but I'll make my eBay account available so you can nab something. I don't charge too much. I'm not running a business selling my old gear. I'm just trying to get rid of old gear to finance newer gear. The mixer has already gone. It went within an hour, which tells you something about my pricing. I also need an interface. Running a completely analog chain is no longer a viable way of running things. It's just too noisy. And I'm also back using the Shure SM58 microphone. The microphone I've probably used the most in the last few years. And I have swapped back to the 58 from the Shure SM7B because I found that the SM7B was both a little too muffled, which I could have lived with, but it was also too sibilant. I'm hanging on to it for the time being, that is not going on eBay, but today, right now, I'm using the SM58. Ah, oh, that is a lot of stuff to talk about in the Revisit Journal. Yes, Revisit Journal, because today we are talking about the Doctor Who story from 1982, Kinder. Before we do that, though, I'd just like to remind people I have already said how not having much or any listener interaction is getting me down, that if you enjoy this podcast, or other podcasts, or YouTube channels, or creative output of any kind, don't take that for granted. Please keep us creators motivated. You can do that by getting in touch, commenting, rating, reviewing... All things that cost you little, but a tiny bit of your time. Or even tipping us. I'm on Ko-Fi, that's K-O-F-I. You can find a link to where you can support me for the price of a coffee. At Roymator.com, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. Other creators are, of course, on Patreon. Okay. That was a long bit at the top of the show. Let us start off with some production notes regarding the 1982 Doctor Who adventure starring Peter Davison, Kinder. The fifth Doctor is played by, surprise, surprise, Peter Davison, his companions are Adric, played by Matthew Waterhouse, and Nissa, played by Sarah. Sarah Sutton. <laughs> I keep doing that. Tegan, played by Janet. Ah, I did it again. Janet Fielding. Notable cast. A character called Todd, played by Neris Hughes, who we'll talk about very briefly later on. The director was Peter Grimwade, the writer Christopher Bailey, the producer John Nathan Turner, JNT, 
location. This was a Holy Studio filmed story at BBC Television Centre Shepherd's Butch in 1981. Broadcast, this was Season 19, Serial 3, Story 118, following on from 4 to Doomsday, which we talked about in 475. My podcast, that is, number 475. It consisted of four around 25-minute episodes and was first broadcast from the 1st to the 9th of January, 1982. Media releases. There was a Target novelisation by Terence Dix in 1983, a BBC audiobook read by Peter Davison in 1997, The serial was released on VHS in 1994. DVD on a release called Mara Tales, which included the story Kinder and Snake Dance, which is coming in the future in 2011. The Doctor Who DVD Files, issue 93 in 2012, and the Collection Season 19 Blu-ray 2018. That's too much information. Zeitgeist, what was happening on the 1st of February 1982? All I have for you is that number one in the UK was Craftworks The Model, which I remember quite well, and it is taking all my willpower not to start humming. Oh, sorry, what am I doing? Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I cleaned my LCD monitor earlier today, and it is dead straight. It's usually tilted back a bit on its stand, and at this angle, it's difficult to see my show notes. One second. Ah, that's better. Okay. Doctor Who, Kinder from 1982. Let's start off with what happens, then I'll tell you what I thought, and some trivia. Okay, let us do that right now. We're on a lush, junglish forest-type planet, Deva Loka, where some members of a human expedition have gone missing. The TARDIS lands and Nyssa is left for 48 hours of induced de-sleep using the Delta Wave Augmenter, while the others go off to explore. Because if you remember back to the last serial we covered, she was left a little worse for wear. As they explore through the forest, they find a musical glass mobile sculpture. Adric annoyingly clangs it like a maniac, eliciting a telling off by the Doctor, and Tegan is patronised by the Doctor as well. Somehow they get separated. Tegan is given a garland by some natives who appear, some friendly-looking natives. The garland around her neck seems to release some kind of hallucinatory drug, 
and she falls into a stupor. Meanwhile, the Doctor and Adric find an empty armoured suit, which suddenly springs to life and forces them to the human base. At the base, they find the leader, an uptight Martinet, called Sanders, an unstable younger man, Hindle, a female scientist, Todd, and two native kinder hostages. The humans are there to scout for planets that are viable for colonisation. Sanders goes off into the jungle to explore, leaving the crazed Hindle in charge, slowly losing his mind and going a bit mad, experiments with a mirror, holding it in front of the native hostages' faces, and inadvertently becomes telepathically linked to them. They become his lackeys, and help Hindle to hold the Doctor and Todd prisoner. Tegan, in a dream world, agrees to be possessed by one of the malevolent entities dwelling there, in order to be freed from that dream world. Well, semi-freed, and she's going to lose her will. Later... The being, Amara, opportunistically jumps into the body of a kinder named Aris, whose brother is one of the hostages, and then the possessed Aris goes on the warpath. Sanders returns to the base. He is now uncharacteristically placid, and carrying a mysterious box. Hindle places explosives all around the base. He starts off wanting to create a cordon sanitaire, and ends up deciding to just blow everything up. He has completely lost it. He's gone full Colonel Kurtz. The Doctor and Todd escape into the jungle. There they meet an elder female. Unlike most of the other kinder, she has the power of speech, and she tells the Doctor and Todd about the evil Mara. She later dies, but appears reborn in the body of her young protege. The Doctor and Todd find Tegan, then stop Adric running amok in the mind-controlled armour which he escapes in. Back at the base, Todd tricks Hindle into opening the box, which restores Hindle's mind. The hostages are freed when the mirror trapping them shatters. The explosives set by Hindle are disarmed. The Doctor then leads the Kinder in erecting a wall of mirrored solar generator panels around Aris. If you remember, he is the Kinder possessed by the Mara. The Mara tattoo leaves his arm 
and becomes a giant serpent. In distress from confronting its evil reflection, it vanishes. At the end of the story, the crew decide to declare the planet unsuitable for colonization, and the Doctor and his companions return to the TARDIS, where they find a recuperated Nyssa. So, happy all round. Nyssa is better, the Doctor and his companions are safe, and the planet will be left free from exploitation. Okay, that is it for the story. Let me tell you what I thought. First, I only dimly recall Kinder and Snake Dance, and the thing that I remember about them the first time I saw them is that they were a bit dreamy, and I remember the snake tattoos. This is another of those stories about colonial exploitation. The chap with the moustache, Sanders, is a prime exhibit A British Empire type, a martinet with his staff, who despises the primitive kinder. This new Doctor, played by Peter Davison, is still annoyingly patronising. He tells Tegan when they discover that glass sculpture in the forest. There you are, Tegan. There's always something to look at if you open your eyes. Who is he talking to? Tegan is not a child. Adric remains fantastically irritating. (laughs) He is affectionate to the weakened Nyssa, but also very condescending. He also clangs the Kinder's forest glass mobile sculpture thing in a really annoying hooligan-like manner, then activates the armoured carrier by accident, landing them in all sorts of trouble, and then also gets trapped inside the armoured suit later on in the story, only to be rescued by the Doctor. I cannot remember a time when Adric wasn't a giant pain in the backside. Tegan. Tegan did not get to Heathrow last week, and now she has a bad trip. Janet Fielding, red-toothed and snake-tattooed, does a fine job of acting possessed by the Mara. Laying against a tree, surrounded by fallen apples, then possessed by a demonic snake, we are smacked over the head repeatedly with a metaphor of Tegan going bad, bad girl as Eve. This, however, only occurred to me while I was searching for a suitable image for this post, so I'm only smart after the fact. And that is, despite that very, very heavy-handed metaphor, my excuse, well, what can I say, it's been a tiring day. It's been a tiring few days. I said in the production notes about notable casts that Neris Hughes is in this. She plays a scientist, Todd. It was great to see her again. I remember her from the 1970s sitcom The Liverbirds. I think I used to watch it with my mum. The weird thing about that memory 
is it's the second time I've thought this because the Live Birds was in the 70s, this was in the early 80s. I remember thinking exactly the same thing when I saw this the first time round. The possessed kinder, and we just can't let this go, is called Aris. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Stop laughing, Londoners. I briefly read that it might be a variation of Ares, the Greek war god, which makes a lot more sense. But I'm guessing that the scriptwriter either chose to ignore that bit of rhyming slang, <laughs> or simply didn't know about it. While the Doctor is held prisoner, he's locked in a cage, at one stage it's not just the Doctor and Todd, it's also Adric, until Adric inveigles his way into Hindle's trust, as he's very good at doing. He's a bit of a snake, Adric. Sorry, where was I? Oh yeah, the Doctor. Yeah, Adric shows him a disappearing coin trick, and the Doctor is charmed by this close-up magic, and learns the trick himself later on. It's a slightly more pleasant scene than we usually get with Adric, so I'm glad to see that Adric can at least be occasionally pleasant. The insane, raving man, Kindle, keeps shouting, or rather screaming, Silence! 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 And a possessed Aris does too, at uh, some stage. Tegan also twice says, in the same scene, There's nothing we can do but wait. The repetitious dialogue sounds unintentional and a result of a badly edited script. The Doctor is repeatedly called an idiot by the elder Kinder woman. This would have been funnier in one of the Doctor's more pompous regenerations, but as it's this new, slightly limpish Doctor... It doesn't seem a very effective insult. He doesn't seem to take as much umbrage as, say, William Hartnell would have done. <laughs> okay, let us talk about the Mara, the creature. Let us talk about the creature design of the Mara in its hideous serpentine form. Well, like a lot of BBC creature design, it's a mixed bag, especially in this era of not the greatest funding for science fiction. The glistening scales and wet mouth parts bleh, are effective, but the eyes looked very fake, and the size was more pantomime than monstrous. If you know what I mean, you've seen pantomime horses, this was more like a pantomime snake. I'm not sure if there was a snake suit actor. Maybe I should have looked into that, the trivia. Or whether it was just a giant puppet thing and some person had a fishing rod or something to keep the head up. Fishing rod. <laughs> ah. 
Yeah, could have just been uh, sewn together snake with uh, invisible line on top to keep it up. I don't know how that effect was achieved. Again, maybe I should have found out, but I didn't. But anyway, that was not great. And a couple of months later, John Milius's Conan the Barbarian was released. And that had a much better giant snake. But let's be fair, they also had a much bigger budget than the Beeb. The idea that evil can be destroyed by confronting itself is... hippy-dippy nonsense. But it is a nice thought if you're an optimist. I'm not an optimist. I'm not sure whether the young woman who replaces the dead elder is speaking a metaphor when she says she is the same person, or does she mean that literally? I'm not sure. Finally, this is straight sci-fi. However, the exotic locale, the dream world, hallucinatory graphics, snake tattoos, and the giant serpent give the story a very mystical feel and style. It reminded me of the brilliant Blake 7 episode, Sarcophagus, written by the legendary Tanith Lee. And those are my thoughts on Doctor Who Kinder from 1982. Let's have a look at the clock, see how we're doing. Oh, 33 minutes. I'm sure I'll edit it down to a lot less than that. I've had a few false starts and stops, and it's been a bit difficult after such a long break. Yeah, I've fallen out of the habit of podcasting. Ah, yes, trivia. <laughs> and man, you know how people say, here's a bit of trivia, and you think, oh, it's not really that trivial. Well, this is excellently trivial. For some, or many, I'm not quite sure, of the Doctor Who serials from the original series, there is a document called the Program as Broadcast Documents. P-A-S-B-S. I don't believe that they are BS. <laughs> I think they are something to do with the production. I didn't look too deeply into it. The point is not the content of this fascinating document, so fascinating that I didn't read it, but the last page, and at the bottom of the last page, is either a dead spider or fly that was scanned along with a document. <laughs> I think. <laughs> How's that for trivia? If you don't believe me, there's a link in the show notes, but yeah, just look up BBC Doctor Who Kinder and you'll find a page and you can have a look at the PDF file. <laughs> I hope that is very trivial, very trivial indeed. And that is it for my revisit of classic Doctor Who. Whew. It's been quite a ride. I'm sweating, I'm tired, my legs are killing me now. 
I think it is time to end the show. Let us do that. Before I go, I just want to say that your podcast continues to need you. I know, Kitchener, what am I thinking? The podcast thrives on interaction. Without interaction, or even death threats, we're a bit up the creek. So get in contact, support the show with a small tip, or costing you nothing at all but your time, and not much of that either, a nice rating or review. I hope I am getting the message across. Do you remember when I was a lot more casual, relaxed, even lackadaisical, about these calls to action? Oh god, I hate that term, calls to action, I apologise. I sound like a corporation. Well, anyway, that time has long gone, so help me keep this going. The show that you just listened to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone, you were listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction fantasy and horror podcast. This was episode... Oh, I've forgotten. 477 recorded on Friday the 10th of March 2023. And the time at the end of the show is... 23.56.13 As it was since 2012, thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now, and see you soon, very soon, very, very soon. I've got another episode scheduled to tape tomorrow. Bye. Hello there, I am breaking in here on Sunday the 12th of March 2023 at 22.56.58 to add a little bit of trivia that I missed out now in the post-credit bit of this pod. I'm becoming like Marvel. Okay, here goes. I'm afraid I am possibly not a good Hindu because I thought there was something awfully familiar about the name Devaloka, the planet of the kinder. After recording the episode, I looked it up, and sure enough, Devaloka, or one word this time, is the home of our gods. So, uh, yeah, awkward silence, and speak to you in the next episode, which is about to be recorded pretty soon, actually, in a few minutes. Again, bye!